This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. An Alabama law regarding transgenderism and underage patients has gone into effect starting this past Sunday. This week, a federal judge will be deciding on whether or not to issue a preliminary injunction that would place a halt on that law. U.S. District Judge Lyle Burke says he will not work on any other case after hearing from both sides in this case just last week. The plaintiffs are seeking that the law not go into effect on transgender hormones or surgeries for those under the age of 19. The Alabama Vulnerable Child Compassion and Protection Act officially went into effect on May 8th, making it a felony for a doctor to prescribe puberty blockers or hormones or surgery to aid a minor in gender transitioning. An assault at an Alabama prison leaves one inmate dead. 39-year-old Marcus Grubbs died from a sustained injury due to an assault from another inmate. The attack happened at the Kilby Correctional Facility in Montgomery. The Alabama Department of Corrections says an investigation is underway. Speaking of inmates, today is now day 11 since inmate Casey White was able to escape from the Lauderdale County Jail with the assistance of corrections officer Vicki White. The two pretended to be going to a scheduled courtroom meeting, but instead ditched the patrol car and used a 2007 Ford Edge as a getaway car. That car was recently found abandoned in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Officer White and inmate White are not related, but the Lauderdale Sheriff and other investigators now confirm that there was some sort of relationship between the two as well as a plan for this escape. There are over 100 investigators working on finding the two Whites, including the U.S. Marshals Service. An opioid strike force has resulted in two arrests of pain clinic employees in North Alabama. 48-year-old Dr. Francine Gale and 46-year-old Shara Davis are accused of healthcare fraud and overprescribing pain meds to patients. Gail and Davis were working in three pain clinics located in Huntsville, Killen, and Athens. Authorities say that the two would overbill insurance companies as well as prescribe addictive and dangerous drugs. Dr. Gail was serving as a doctor in all three clinics, and Davis was the business manager. All the clinics have now since been closed starting in 2019 and 2020. Twelve other people were charged in the states of New Jersey, Florida, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, and West Virginia as part of this recent operation enacted by the U.S. Department of Justice. One of the candidates who hopes to be the next Secretary of State for Alabama is now unveiling a plan that would include veterans when it comes to state elections. Wes Allen is a state lawmaker who's running in the Republican primary for Secretary of State. Allen is running up against Christian Horn, Ed Packard, and Jim Ziegler in that primary. Allen is now calling his plan Heroes at the Polls. He says that poll workers are critical for the function of our elections, and it requires good people willing to work from sunrise to sundown. Allen plans to reach out to veteran associations and other groups as part of the recruiting process. He says that recruiting veterans to volunteer in running the polls would be an incredible asset for counties, the state as a whole, and voters. There are currently more than 1,900 polling locations across Alabama during an election. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, 
This past weekend, pro-abortion groups were camped out at the homes of at least two Supreme Court justices. About 100 protesters came out in support of abortion and were chanting in front of the homes of Justice John Roberts and Brett Kavanaugh. This comes after the draft opinion that overturns Roe v. Wade was mysteriously leaked out of the halls of the high court last week. The author of that draft opinion is Justice Samuel Alito. He recently had to cancel an appearance that was planned at a judicial conference involving the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Meanwhile, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi is calling the draft opinion an insult to women. Pelosi spoke this past weekend on CBS News. This is about uh, something so serious and so personal and so disrespectful of women. Here we are on Mother's Day, a week where the court has slapped women in the face in terms of disrespect for their uh, judgment about the size and timing of their families. Pelosi even went so far as to invoke the word prayer. So this decision is about being anti precedent and anti-privacy and has serious ramifications uh, as we go uh, as we go down this path and it has to be softened. I don't think there's a good outcome, but there's a better outcome as far as this is concerned. In terms again, of the... let's just be prayerful about mm-hmm. this. This is, this is uh, about respect for privacy. The United States, along with other nations within the G7 group, have agreed to further a ban on Russian oil as part of sanctions against that country for invading Ukraine. The conference call included Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. The end result of the conference was an agreement to either phase out or ban entirely the importing of Russian oil. The U.S. State Department is standing by and monitoring closely as an investigation gets underway in the Bahamas after three Americans die at a Sandals resort. A fourth American is now hospitalized. The police in the Bahamas indicate that the deaths of those Americans were sudden. The bodies were found inside separate villas. The two men and one woman were found either lying on the floor or on a bed with signs of having had convulsions. The one surviving person had to be airlifted to get medical attention. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signs a bill into law that gives $1.2 billion worth of tax relief to Floridians. The bill provides 10 different sales tax holidays for families for items such as diapers, disaster supplies, and fuel. But we also wanted to figure out what could we do to make an impact to help mitigate the harm that's been caused uh, by this inflationary spiral. And so today I'm going to sign into law HB 7071. Uh, This is actually the largest tax relief in the history of the state of Florida, $1.2 billion tax relief package. In Georgia, Stacey Abrams now has $1 million for her second bid to become the governor of that state. The $1 million is coming from George Soros through a super PAC called Democracy PAC 2. The money will then be transferred to One Georgia, which is a PAC that is run by Abrams. A judge has weighed in on the recent governor's race use of PAC money and has ruled that Abrams cannot use the Soros money until she officially becomes the Democrat candidate. Abrams happens to be running unopposed within the Democrat Party primary. When it comes to Stacey Abrams in Georgia, True the Vote is about to release all the information that they have gathered in their investigation of ballot trafficking during the 2020 presidential election. 
in that investigation, nonprofit organizations were a huge part when it comes to ballot traffickers picking up ballots and then later dropping them off into drop boxes. True the Vote will be releasing the names and addresses of these groups that played a part in this trafficking. The movie 2000 Mules by Dinesh D'Souza was released just last week, and they also feature True the Vote and that investigation into ballot trafficking. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure to check out Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he talks to attorney Eric Johnston, who happens to be the author of Alabama's pro-life law. Um, but, but let me ask you this, uh, Terry, and I'm going to get her on the show and we're going to talk about it in more detail, but, but Terry says in her interview with Dale Jackson that the, the intent of the bill, and, I, and this, was, this is true, the intent of the bill was to pick a fight in a sense. The intent of the bill was to challenge Roe and to see if we could get our bill before the Supreme Court, which, you know, the Mississippi bill is the one that they chose. But that being said, she says that was what it was simply for. And that perhaps now it is time, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's time to go back and relook at it and decide if we need to do it differently. She said that would be up to the legislature to decide. I do not recall any conversations back in 2019 when that bill was before the body that said, all we're going to do is pass this. But if, if Rose ever overturned, then we're going to come back and relook at it. Do you, do you recall any conversations like that back in the day? No, I do not. And, and, and you know, our argument the entire time was, uh, that it does not matter how a child is conceived, whether it's conceived out of wedlock, in wedlock, through rape, through incest, uh, through artificial insemination. If it's a child in utero, then that's a person that is protected by law. There's no reason to make a distinction for rape or incest. And in fact, the percentages of conception from rape or incest are so low, they're almost non-existent. They're not something you really need to worry about. Those ideas came up by moderate Republicans back in the probably the 80s where they were trying to make some progress on the abortion issue and they wanted to offer exceptions to get people on board. Those were compromises that were political in nature, but it's not what the Alabama Pro-Life Coalition stands for. And we didn't stand for it in the process of the passage of the law. And it's true. We wanted it to be a test case. We wanted to lay the predicate for getting a good case before the courts. And, and it was a good, I mean, it's, as you said, it's the strongest law in the nation. It's the most pristine, pure one that you can possibly have. And why we would want to go back now and weaken that when we're on the verge of getting rid of 50 years of murdering children. I mean, that, you know, Terry and, and the community, the pro-life community need to have a very serious discussion. And I respect Terry very much, but this is a very serious issue. Uh, I, and, I, and I completely agree. And You can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. If you're enjoying The Daily Detail, remember you can subscribe and get those reports directly to your phone or electronic device. You can subscribe either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 